Okay, hi everyone. This is Belle and Angelique back with Nor TV podcast Titans episode seven, Bruce Wayne. Hey, uh, first thing I want to say about that is interesting episode title, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't actually there. It was I mean, in spirit. In spirit, in looks, I guess. <sighs> yeah, so I guess we could go by the quick plot points that you wrote down. And then we yeah. can just like dig into the notes, the actual notes. Um. So yeah, basically Dick is having a complete psychic break. Um... Yeah, just like right off the bat, as soon as the episode starts, he's already like hallucinating. Yep. Um, <laughs> like, it's time for, you know, everyone to eat, and Dick is completely losing it. He's talking to himself, uh, having full conversations, just on the crazy train, no breaks, just going. <laughs> Yeah, and then we get to the scene where, for some reason that I cannot comprehend, he's in the kitchen with the old team, and they just let him leave the house. I kind of can't believe they let him leave the house, because besides the fact that he's acting crazy, it's not like he says anything to indicate he's doing something innocuous. Like, it's not like he says he's... He lies and says he's going to the grocery store. He's like, I'm going to take care of it. Take care of it? What do you mean? That sounds bad. Like, why do you like, need to what? take care? Take, like, what does that even mean? They told him to go make a phone call. Why are you leaving the house? Exactly. Are they stupid? Like, I don't get it. Uh, and I mean, he's obviously not going to go get Bruce because that's on the East Coast. So, you know, whatever he's doing is not that. I just can't stand him. He was like... Um, you know, I fucked up and Hank's like, no shit. Thanks. I tried to kill myself and your response is no shit. Cool, cool story. I can't. Uh, <laughs> let's just move it along. I can't deal with them at all. Um, I mean, this is the first of several times people walk into the kitchen acting crazy and they're like, well, I can't interrupt my omelets or cereal or Chinese takeout to even stop you from leaving. Oh, my God. Okay. So the next plot point we have written down is that you said Mercy isn't super wrong. Um, I mean, she basically says, okay, anything that has Lex Luthor's mind, any of it at all, and superpowers, like, do you really want that walk in the street? Like, are you sure, mm-hmm. sis? And I'm like, well. <sighs> yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, there's definitely evil super boys from other worlds. However, this one is a puppy, and maybe Mercy would know that. If yeah, because she didn't had a get single to meet conversation. Him, so, you know. <laughs> They're dead wrong and anyway, I mean, though. Because to turn out like Les Luthor, a really great start is to make sure that he makes no friends, sees no peace, and is constantly attacked. Well, Lex was just creating him to use him as a weapon. He wasn't creating him to be like, "I have a son." That wasn't the point. He just wanted a Superman he could control. So. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I'm saying, if your concern, Mercy, is like, hey, we have a super Lex Luthor on the run, I don't know, maybe you want to think through your approach here. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Um, so the next point we have is he starts going on the hunt for Slade by himself. Again, yep. second time now. <laughs> I can't. Um, while hallucinating, he goes to that bar with Benny. Poor Benny. While hallucinating so hard, and like when he went to, um, gosh, Benny's. I think it was Benny's. Yeah, it was Benny's. It was Benny's bar. Information, and you know, he's just like freely chatting with Bruce during this convo. Benny's just kind of looking like, okay. Uh, he lies right off the bat, which might be a bad plan. Um, let this crazy man go get killed by Slade if that's what he's trying to do. Don't get killed in your own bar. Well, I assume last time he spoke to Dick, he wasn't, you know, slamming his head on the counter and pulling a gun on him. He's probably a cop or something. Who knows? But Yeah. yeah. I mean, but, like, he was also probably already crazy. Like, Dick's always been crazy uh, it just sort of ramps up and down depending on the circumstance and when he came in today and he was like visibly talking to thin air more than once during his combo with Betty I was like yeah Betty I I wouldn't want to be the thing between him and getting out of my bar mm, fair enough unfortunately for like Benny, you got nothing to lose by telling him whatever he wants <laughs> uh well unfortunately it's dealing with you know, a crazy Dick Grayson or dealing with a psycho sadistic Slade. So it's just like, maybe I'm just <laughs> screwed no matter what I do in this. <laughs> and this, like, this is a rock and a hard place. I don't know. Well, I mean, I think it's more likely that Dick Grayson is going to, like, slap his face on the counter and put a gun to his head than there is that Slade is going to find out that Benny is... Someone who mentioned the last time he saw him, you know? Well, I mean, sure, but I'm just assuming, like, just based on his reaction, I'm coming there. He didn't look scared when he walked in the door. That they didn't have any violent, you know, relationship before that. He was probably just an informant. And when he was a cop or something. That's what it seemed like, anyway. Yeah. So I doubt he expected him to come in there, talk to some, talk to thin air, and then pull a gun on him. Like, that was probably out of left field for him. I don't think he saw that coming, but as soon as I saw that starting, I was thinking, man, make your choices. <laughs> <sighs> okay, and then we have this this scene in um in the bar, and I'm guessing not the bar, the club, mm-hmm. where he's continuing to act really bizarre. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, it's great because he walks in and. He, you know, finds a person and sits down, and it looks like what's happening in his mind is that he's being charming and kind of flirty, but, like, what we're actually seeing is him being all the way crazy. They were even, well, first of all, the dance that Bruce was doing on the stage, everyone was like, what, what is that? It's the Patusi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was just a throwback to, you know, the Batman TV shows, and what was that the- 60s yeah, or Adam West in the 60s. Yeah, Adam West. Uh, and like Batuzzi episode. Yeah, so that so. was that was kind of great. Uh, it was fun. People just I like being really mad. I love the art direction for the scene because with like the red lighting and all the feathers, it also looked a lot like the Billy Flynn number from uh, Chicago. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Yeah, I think people just like being mad. Like I feel like that was the most obvious callback I've ever seen. 
in my life. Yeah. So I don't know how people miss that. We've you've seen that gift somewhere. Like, come on now, you you know what that is. <laughs> I, so. mean, I think that people like to try to forget that Batman used to be goofy for like eighty years. Yeah, I, I don't know, whatever. Um, and it's <laughs> not really, it's not him. It's not even. It's not even him though. It's a hallucin. It's not really him. So what's the problem? But whatever. Um, they're also saying they think Maddie, the woman he was talking to, is Blackfire. But that makes absolutely no sense. So I don't think that's the case, even at all. Like it doesn't make any sense. No. Um. Yeah. I think that people are used to shows having exactly one token black person. So. Having what? Having exactly one token black person. No, that's not. Not it. They think she's Blackfire because the actress was liking like posts. She she put that she was gonna be on the show, and people were like, "Oh my God, are you gonna play Blackfire?" And she was just like liking posts like that. So they were like, "Oh, it's definitely her." And there's been this articles floating around that she was officially casted. Then it said she wasn't, and so people were like, "Oh, maybe she has been here the whole time and is secretly Blackfire." And I'm like. The reason that makes no sense, not that I wouldn't put her, it past her like lurking around in the shadows, but the reason it makes no sense is that Benny said, um, Slade, no, Wintergreen needs to mess with these two twins. Mm-hmm. What was Benny, was Benny, was Benny hallucinating a second black, like, what do you mean? That doesn't make sense. Why would he think that? And why would she know yeah, to no, be, I, I why would, think why would she, fire came to earth to manage a strip club and have sex with Slade Wilson. And well, Wintergreen, not Slade. And then just hope that Dick Grayson walks in? Like, that doesn't make sense, guys. Come on. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Um, I, I think that this uh, show might have, wait for it, guys, cast more than two black women. I think that might be what happened. Ooh, who knows? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's people really, really want to see Black Fire. So they're just like... Yeah. Make the reaching, which is fine, but it doesn't yeah. make sense. I mean, I look forward to seeing Blackfire and all of that, but there's absolutely no reason to imagine maybe she's sleeping with Wintergreen and managing a strip club. And just has the coincidental luck that Dick would be off his rocker that night and come there. So she'd be able <laughs> right. to send him to Wintergreen and blah, 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 blah. Like, and what? like, what a terrible like cover to get yourself in where you've got to be like living this weird seedy life just waiting for Dick Grayson to wander in <laughs> after some months. Doesn't make sense. Why would she just be hanging out there for ages? But whatever. <laughs> Anyway, um, so you go back to the house and you just wrote all hell is breaking loose for no reason because there's some very small pranks happening, except for Rachel. The others weren't really not that serious. I mean, uh, they were, first of all, they were just single objects. Like in Rachel's room, they were crosses like everywhere, but like a bottle, one bottle left in Donna's room. A single bottle left in Hank's room, like, but it was the special orange soda. And even better was the one in Hank's room wasn't even his drink of choice, so that shouldn't even be that creepy. It's so stupid. Do they think Jason, like, did research on it? How do you even do research on that in particular to know what drink you two losers were drinking? How would he find that out? Did someone write that in their diary? The thing with Garth was, like, she was even surprised, like, where did he even find this orange soda from when they were kids? Right, like... Finding this soda. Like, anyway. Do they think Dick was like, Dear Diary, 
This is the soda that... Like, why? Wh- how would he find that information? You guys are so stupid. I'm just... I can't deal with them at all. Please help me. No. Um, yeah. And so, then... I mean, at this point, mm-hmm. you wouldn't shock me if they were accidentally trolling themselves with these stupid drinks. Because who other than Donna knows what stupid orange soda she wants anyway? Like, yeah. everyone's a crazy person. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We're going to delve into that later, but... Yeah. <laughs> so, the next plot point is, um, you know, Dick has his entire meltdown in the church where we basically find out um, he hasn't told anyone what he did. And the only way to get past all of this is just to tell the truth. And then he comes home because he sees the pictures and in his crazy mind, that translates to not there's a mole or something, but Slade is literally in the tower as yeah. as I'm here. So he just like cut. somehow Rose and Jason didn't notice him hanging out like, in their baby. He's been he's pictures. been like he's been like crawling through the vents or something. <laughs> slithering around at night and no one has seen him so he comes in and he's like waving the gun and he's like he's here all whispering and i'm like no he's not <laughs> like you're losing Did you it see Hank's face? <laughs> he's like, like hey buddy what's with the gun what is with the gun are you okay what are you talking who is here like what do you mean <laughs> then Does he goes, you try very hard to i don't know maybe Stop Jason, who just fell off a roof from going up to the roof, or stop Dick, who's waving a gun, talking about someone secretly being here from running up to the roof. Nope. And how is it that the crazy guy who's whispering and waving a gun is the one who notices Jason's gone? You guys were just talking to him. You just let him run off by himself. Like, where'd you guys think Jason was going, and why was no one concerned? They don't care. Someone tried to kill him, like, yesterday. Care. <laughs> they were like, but where's the chives? Yeah. And the next plot point, they have that whole discussion, and then Dick tells Jason that he killed um, Joey. Yeah, and sure, I'm I'm sure that what's gonna be revealed is that he's just like fully like the Punisher or something, mm-hmm. and. We're going to flash back, and he's going to invite him over to play records, and he's going to murder him in cold blood. That's what I sincerely in my heart believe is yeah. what's going to be next yeah. episode. He just wraps his hands around his throat one night. He's just like, F it. You didn't kill that kid. Shut up. Yeah, he's going to do it in front of, you know, like a camera so like Slay can watch, and he'd be like, ha, 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 this is your son. Just like my friend is gone. Like, it's going to be epic. That's going to happen. Yeah, right. That's what he did. Like, I don't buy that at all. Uh, so, <laughs> so the first thing I wrote down, like, just the side notes that we wanted to, like, expand. Oh, and we totally skipped uh, Crypto's little rescue um, and Mommy coming home to save Connor and all of that. So, one side plot we didn't hit. Yeah, we're going to definitely come back. I just wanted to do, like, our super general and then we could, like... Okay. So, the first... Thing I wanted to talk about is how much Dick hates himself and people aren't noticing. And that's just unfortunate. Like, I kind of struggle to imagine how unobservant of 
friends these people could be to like live with him and fight crime with him and not realize that maybe they said something triggering by being like, you need to call Bruce. And also not realizing when he's being a complete and total nutcase. Like when, for example, what you guys were just fascinating about was how yesterday he ran off by himself to get Jason. And now he's like, I'm going to go take care of it. And he's leaving. And nobody is seeming to make two and two into four and assume what he's leaving to go do is what he just tried to do yesterday. I don't understand them. What do you guys think he's going to do? And why are they just like, okay, I guess. (laughs) Really? Okay? But, you know, this is why, like, they made it a point this episode that he didn't talk to Gar, Rachel, or Corey. Because... Rachel, um, well, Corey, first of all, he feels safe talking to her. And then Gar and Rachel trust him. So they would, they would completely negate any of these thoughts that he's having. Like, and they'd notice right away something's off. So it's just. And like a few times, like those other, the old Titans, when like Bruce was like talking his shit, was literally saying things that were coming out of their mouth. Like they were talking together. Yeah. So it's like he already knows exactly what they're going to say and how they're going to treat him. And so he said his piece in the kitchen. They kind of casually chastised him about trying to commit suicide. Who does that? Who's just like shrugs, stuffing egg parmesan or whatever in your mouth? What? Like, well. I don't get it. Fine. Uh, oh, great. Another suicide attempt right in the middle of dinner. Okay, Dick. Right. They're like, oh, someone just tried to shoot us. So you want to go out on your own? Whatever. Back to eating their noodles. Um, <laughs> and he leaves. I'm like, of course. They had to have him just completely leave the house. Because if he had been acting like that around Corey, um, Gar, and Rachel, they would have been like, oh, where are you going? Like, what are you? what's wrong with you? <laughs> And then also interesting was when um, his projection was like, hey, nothing to worry about, just a whole psychotic break. Anybody need anything? Milk, eggs, body baths? Like, even like even his like worst projections were like, I can't believe you guys can't see him crazy like, right now. Like, no one notices that he's... <laughs> he's... <laughs> like, would someone please notice that I'm crazy? And it's like, okay, even if... Here's the thing. I don't know. Maybe I'm just... Mm, I don't know, not an asshole. But even if my toughest friend ever had ran off and did something reckless like that and then was talking to me about it, I wouldn't just scream at them and then be like, no shit, you you, you screwed up. And then let them leave. That's no. so, who because does that? I don't he, get he it. He doesn't manage to figure out that he's like lost his ability to like, you know, have any reasonable judgment here. And then you guys are like, that's annoying. And then he even, like, when he does get to the church um, where Slade left all those pictures, he's, like, hallucinating um, Bruce wiping his tears and what, like, he's so low. And then Dick, um, Bruce even said, you know, if they know your secret, they'll leave you and you'll be all alone again. And that's what you're afraid of. That blows. And the saddest part is that that, like isn't even crazy because like they really did leave him like they as we'll do it again too an indication this season why it is that they split up and more of a clarification that they really had nothing to do with him in the intervening time here they really just like left him forever when this mm. happened last 
and didn't call him again until somebody was personally hunting them down. Yeah, I just... It doesn't even make sense. And I can't imagine the new team abandoning him because he killed someone when, first of all, Corey was out here going ham, killing everybody when she got here. First of all, Gar accidentally killed someone. She's like on America's most wanted. She might even be an international terrorist. She was doing the most. Gar accidentally kills. Oh, we can't be friends. Right. Gar accidentally killed someone. Rachel accidentally fell guilty over it. He's risked his life to to save Rachel. I can't imagine him. Rachel killed a couple of folks. Rachel pulled like more than one person's whole insides out. I, I just can't imagine those three being like, oh my God you kill someone even if he flat and i think this is the problem he's gonna flat out be like skip over the how that it was likely an accident or something and be like yeah it was me not slade and then everyone's gonna be like oh my god you You totally deserve all the terrible things happening and you ruined my breakfast again right so i'm sure they'd react like that but i can't imagine Corey being like you killed someone when he had to tell her to cut that shit out last season. Like that doesn't even add up. And he still doesn't believe she didn't kill a nuclear family. He just let it go. She was like, "No, I really didn't." He's like, "Okay." <laughs> Their heads exploded. All right, that sounds plausible. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Isn't it really convenient that in a huge uh, hellstorm of fire, they're just dead? When I left them with you, but okay, okay, Corey. Oh, which leads us into how the old team is trash. And I wrote, this is the second time they've pushed someone to suicide in three episodes. Yeah. Um, Rachel suspecting Jason made sense because their very last interaction was her powers freaking out on him and him telling her, you should get help, like see a fucking priest or something. Um yeah. That makes sense for her to say the person who came here and drew a bunch of crosses in my room would be the one I was fighting with who said I need to see a fucking priest. That adds up. Exactly. And this is actually like a fairly present day conflict between them. Right. This happened like a week ago. Right. Like, unlike the stuff that everyone else is so upset upset about with like, you know, sodas and alcohol that happened five years ago. So like, should y'all be that serious, that sensitive still? Right, like the old team suspecting Jason makes zero sense. No. Why would he, what is the purpose? And like, where would Jason even get the information necessary in order to specifically carry these things out anyway? Like, it just... Like, because as far as I can tell, like, they haven't, like you know, really bothered to, like, talk to him or any of the kids. They just hang out, like, quick with each other since they've been there. And if there's anything important to talk about or significant, they all hold up. And they've been, you know, totally in on the not telling the kids about what happened thing. So I don't even know where it is they assume that Jason would get enough information about any of this to even do that if he wanted to. Like, who has the time? I just got back from almost dying. And your whole thing is... (laughs) Oh. Every time we've seen Jason in this episode, he's just been staring blankly out of a window and looking like he's been there a long time. Right. I imagine the kid was like running around listening to rock music, being obnoxious and crazy before. And now he's just like locked in his room by himself all the time. 
And <laughs> and Dawn even says, go check on Jason. So she had some idea that maybe he's he's not completely okay, yet you still do that dumb shit at the end of the episode, sis. Well, see, the thing is, Dawn knew better. Because, like, when, you know, when Rachel and Jason, you know, first come out, like, Jason's storming out, and Rachel is, you know, chasing him, and her eyes are turning red, and it's getting all scary. Like, and she tells him, like, and she tells, you know, everybody, like, what she thinks happened. Dawn's like, it's okay if you're angry, but as soon as Hank mentions that bottle, Jason, how could you? Ridiculous. Oh, so now it's not, if, it, if it's Hank, it's not okay to be angry. Hank, I got you. Hank is a grown man. I don't care. Even if he was playing these pranks, who cares? He fell 15 stories off a building after being tortured and like having surgery performed with a sword and no anesthesia on him for like days. And it's not even like, first of all, if he says I didn't do it, why don't you just believe that he didn't do it? Like, what is the problem? And then you're threatening him. You're like, try something like that again, and I'm going to forget whose team you're on. Try something like leaving a bottle in your room? That's as evil as what Slade does? What? Are you a crack? I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, yes. Oh are we, are, do we, even know if, we don't even know if Hank is using it again or not. First of all, because he's been a jerk all season, and like he's been a jerk his whole life. He's with an old contact in San Francisco, and he hasn't just been like tripping balls all season. Do we know? But we don't know. I, I, I just like to really just equate that to Slade literally out here killing people was the <laughs> wildest shit I've ever heard. We're going to forget which team you're on. I forgot what team you're on, actually, because you're really being an idiot right now. And like, Hank, I mean, I'm just going to say this. I know it's rough when you're going through recovery or whatever, but everybody ain't going with you. So are you saying that somebody's going to die if they have a drink in this house? Because that might be a problem. This is exactly why I said um, in... In that last episode, that showed that he was full of shit with his whole, oh, I care about Jason nonsense. It's like, you care about yourself. And this wouldn't yeah. have mattered to you if it didn't trigger your trauma. You're thinking about you, not him. Exactly. Did he talk to him once since he came back? Like, you're full no. of shit. I don't believe you. And, and I mean, I think he knew that, like, Don has enough of a moral compass to be like, wow, you're being a jerk. But if he brings up his trauma, she's immediately going to be like, oh, I'm going to forget whatever you did because it's time to baby you. And it's just like, I would, Dick Grayson is a hero. I'm going to just go ahead and say that because it could not be me. There's no way your jobless ass is going to be in my house eating my food for free and calling me an asshole every day. And trying to kick out people that I invited into my house. And the way they're treating Dick is like, from their perspective, they're treating Dick this way for something they believe Slade did. Ultimately, it was him who killed Joey. So this is them before they find out he supposedly killed him. What are they going to do after? And what do they do all day? As far as I can tell, they make gourmet meals. You want to tell me, okay, so the whole thing was we're going to go kill Slade once and for all, blah, blah, blah. 
So a random by chance outsider ends up being the one who saved Jason. You yep. guys all go home. You find out Dick almost killed himself. And that's it. There's no, they're not like around, sitting around plotting how to find Slade. They're just like, oh, we got Jason back. Yep. We're done. That's it? Yeah. This is what you guys do. Can anybody tell me why they're not going home now? Because, you know, you wouldn't have that problem with pranks if you are in your own house. Why are they still here? You're, you came Dr. for... Light's gone. Doc, Jason's back, so... Dr. Light's dead. Jason's back. You guys have no entrance whatsoever in trying to find Slade. So no. why are you still in my house saying slick shit to me in my kitchen eating Chinese food? He's, <laughs> Dick is a fucking hero. I would have read these people for a filth and kicked them the fuck out of my house ages ago. Ages I mean, ago. I wanted him to call Bruce not to fix the Connor situation, but so that Bruce could go, wait a minute, am I still paying bills around here? What the fuck you crackheads doing in my house I'm t- Listen, I would have been called. Somebody needs to call Bruce. I wish Jason would. He'd be like, man, listen. Can you imagine if Jason were to call Bruce and say, I got kidnapped by Deathstroke. These folks showed up and didn't try to rescue me. Dick came by himself with his girlfriend. And then they blamed me for doing some random thing. And I don't even know who did it. And maybe they did it. And I almost jumped off the roof. They'd have Batman swooping down on them like, what the fuck goes on in here, buddy? Like, Explain it. It honestly sounds like <laughs> the scarecrow has started spraying like fear and horror gas around the house, but that's just them on a normal day. You know, we were talking about it, and it's it's so interesting that they're more effective at um, finishing Slade's evil deeds than Slade is. Yeah. Like, all he had to do is have someone, a mole or whatever, plan a few things, and they're already pushing someone to suicide. In hours. They're yeah. more effective than he was at killing Jason. Holy shit. And, like, remember, he didn't manage to break Jason at all. Like, Golly. he was trying to, you know, he was saying all the stuff, and Jason was, was, was tough, and he had his presence of mind, and the whole way through, he was just like, fuck you. Like, tough. And these folks managed to completely deconstruct him. So I don't know why they're not the supervillain. Because clearly these criminal masterminds Cause I mean, can fall- completely destroy a person psychologically. Falling that many stories will completely get rid of your bravado. What you don't need is people yelling in your face after that happens. That's no. what you really don't need. Like, I don't <laughs> care how tough Jason is. That's ridiculous. No. And, like, here's the thing. Like, even if Jason had, like, literally done that... I kind of feel like because I fell 15 stories off a building is enough reason to feel just a little tiny bit like an asshole. Like, I'd let it slide. Like, fine. He left He left some soda in my room. At, at, at worst, he knew, but that's so unlikely that I'd just be like, why are you leaving a soda in my room? Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, how could you? Because I wouldn't think he did it because of Garth. No. That doesn't make sense. If he didn't know Garth, I have seen nothing to suggest that Donna's bothered talking to him enough to imagine a scene where she sat down and told him in detail and pulled out her old bottle of soda or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, doubt it, because she's had no interest in any of these kids at all. There's not Mm -hmm. one scene where she's been talking to them, any of them, about anything. No. 
none of them talk to the kids. And they make it seem like, I don't know, Dick is so wrong for them having these kids here and these poor kids and these... But they don't care about the damn kids. They don't do shit for them. No. Like, if you think that Dick's doing such a bad job with the kids, hey, Hank, well, you go toss the football around with Jason or something. I mean, he choked He choked out Rachel. Um, not Rose. He choked out Rose. And then he felt b- bad after, I guess, and he carried her to a room. And that's been the extent of his interaction with these kids that he cares so goddamn much about. And, and based on that scene with Rose and Jason and, like, what Rose <laughs> says to Jason, since she, like, woke up from her coma, no one said anything to her. Like, she just woke up, went back to her room, I guess, and no one was, like, no one, like, explained what happened Nobody, like, apologized. Nothing. Because <sighs> she... Ouch! Yeah. <laughs> I I cannot. Because, like, she literally was like, yeah, you know, they, like, tried to turn turn me into slave, then they, like, tried to kill me, so I couldn't escape. And it's like, I mean, I can see why it might look like that, but if anyone had actually talked to her to say what happened, like, what actually happened, of course, was that, like, no one meant for her to get like that hurt or anything Rachel just has like bad control of her powers and they just wanted to keep her from leaving so they could go and take care of Slate and not turn her in she would know that if they said something to her but they clearly didn't they didn't because here's the thing she ran out like at the end of that conversation so she didn't hear all of what Corey had to say and What else did she not hear? Yeah, she didn't hear the rest of what Corey had to say when she was asking him if they're out of their mind. Blah, 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 blah. She didn't hear any of that. So I don't think she even heard anyone really defend her. She just heard when Dick said, give me a minute. And then she was like, I'm out, yeah. I'm out of here. And just assumed they were all coming after her. So right. why didn't someone explain her? I know why Dick didn't. He was busy being crazy um, <laughs> <laughs> and hallucinating. So I know he couldn't even, he couldn't even say more than like, four words to Jason like he was incapable of talking so it makes sense that I mean, he didn't talk to her right to talk to Jason unlike any of the other adults in the house he at least attempted yeah so. he did try but it's like it's just like I was telling you like like even in the books they'll like know what they want to say but they won't say it they'll just think it <laughs> And it's so annoying. And he got so just locked up and choked up. It was such a mess. And Bruce was just making fun of him. Like it's like if you if you so watch hard. if you watch that scene and you mute Bruce, it really does look like Dick Loki blames Jason. And so I can't blame Jason for thinking that because he's like, "How you doing? Are you okay?" He's like, "I'm fine." He's like, "I'm sorry." And he's like, "Sure, say what you really mean. You blame me." He's like. I don't blame you. And he's like, whatever. And then he goes, okay, bye. (laughs) It's like, wow, I believe you don't blame me, except I don't. Well, he managed to do, he managed to do the things he was trying to do in that conversation with no more words than that. He said that he didn't blame him. He said he was sorry. And he said, you're fine. And it's like, you got to put a little more motion into this man. You gotta really expand those sentences. Maybe walk a little closer. Don't say it monotone. There's some things you could try. 
But he was just like, I'm not having a full psychic breakdown. And Bruce is just sitting here like, oh, it's fine. He only fell from a few stories. Ha, 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 ha. That's how you fix your problem, child. I'm like, oh, my God. He's, Bruce is like, oh, he's yeah, losing his mind right now. Army psychologist, the uppers, the downers. I'm sure he'll be fine. Like, oh, my goodness. He's really losing his mind. And his friends have no clue. And then also, like Bruce saying that, maybe wonder what's Dick's mental history in this version, because sounds like you got some familiarity with psychologists, uppers and downers. Yeah, well, that's the thing about the bats. They know way more about everything than they should. <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> that's the problem with them. It's probably why they're half crazy, really. Oh, God, these, these, these poor, poor children. And when Don told dick to go talk to jason i was literally like yelling at my screen no john please you go talk to talk to jason please don't ask dick to do anything important they just they they view him like it's so weird because they they treat him like he's unbreakable they talk to him like that they don't regard his feelings and they don't think even him running off to trade his life for someone is worrying like they think he's well, it's like he's untouchable annoying. yeah they think it's annoying and it's like i think something's wrong with your friend like i don't know like i don't know how to explain this to you but he's suicidal so maybe someone should act like it i don't know just well talk. and they also seem to not think that like it seems that like on the list of things going on with Jason that they, they should worry about, it seems suicide occurred to nobody except Dick. Like, mm-hmm. he's the only one who thought maybe that was what Jason was going to go yeah. do. He didn't check his room. He didn't check the training room. Anything. He went straight to the roof to go look for him. Yeah. Yeah. And I just... And he did it immediately. Like, literally, mm-hmm. the second he realized that he wasn't in the room, Dick ran. <laughs> And no one followed him. First of all, he came in like, Slate's here, Slate's here, waving a gun, goes, Jason, and then runs off. And they're all like, oh, all right, back to our breakfast. Like, what? I mean, admittedly, with no other context, I might be worried that maybe he, like, thinks that, like, Slate got Jason's into Jason's head or something and is about to shoot him because he is waving a gun and then running off to find Jason. <laughs> I just, I'd be really concerned. He tried to kill himself, and, and now he has a gun. I don't know. Like, doing some sort of terrible prank or something. None of them worried. You know, Dick's got a gun, and apparently Jason, according to us, Jason's playing pranks. Maybe I should see how this confrontation goes. I can't. I mean, it's a little worrying, but not to them, apparently. No. So. I mean, they also weren't worried when Rose stormed off. Did they you see her? That joke is like still out there. Did they see? Remember how like, did she trying so hard to stop her from leaving before for that reason? Did she leave though, or did she just leave Jason's room and stomp back to hers? Like, where did she go? I don't know. She's like, "Fuck everybody, I'm out of here," and then we didn't see her again, so it's unclear. Hmm. Okay. So but also, clearly, nobody bothered to check on her either, even though someone literally just killed her a few days ago and she had to resurrect herself none of them check on any of them like Corey is the only one who ran after rachel after she thought she killed someone to go talk to her 
Um, no one cares about Gar or the fact that he's just always mysteriously missing. That's not concerning. <laughs> that's not concerning to him them at all. Nope. Because I'm sure he's fine. Yeah, sure. <laughs> right? Sure, he's fine. Let's not even bother addressing that at all. Because, I mean, you know, we're not going to assume that, like, maybe he feels, like, guilty about what happened to Jason and maybe he's, like, struggling emotionally with that or something. I don't know. Let's not check on him. I'm sure he's fine. I I don't know what's wrong with these people. (laughs) So the next thing we wrote down... Oh, we wanted to talk about some of the nicer things that actually happened in the episode, which was Corey, Connor, and Eve being, and Crypto, being wonderful and light and amazing. Oh, they were all so cute. Like, first of all, Eve Watson is a teeny, tiny, itty-bitty, little girl-sized badass. She is. She is. (laughs) And I... I love like that actress's like portrayal. Mm-hmm. Um, I I loved her little like thing where she like oh ooh like knocked the knocked into the person like stole their pass then she like came in there and rescued Crypto. Yeah, like, that was great. When Crypto flew them out of the window, ridiculous. Very cool. She's great, and she's also another person who like blames herself for things that aren't entirely your fault just because you think you know how to do something if you're not doing it for a bad reason that doesn't make you a bad person like she wasn't creating helping to create superboy with the intent of like having a superman you can control that's what cadmus and lex were doing that's not you on you girl you didn't do anything wrong really and, like, what she thought, like, what she says that she thought was going to happen was that she was going to get to study him, and she's going to get to teach him, and he was going to teach her, and they were going to be publishing in science journals and, like, learning stuff. And, right. you know, like, like, she thought this was, like, you know, like, legit science, like, a little bit, like, ethically concerning, but the only ethical concern that she thought she was going to come up against was just, like, the basic, you know, concern about, like, cloning or human experimentation, not, like... Right creating a super weapon and then what she ended up running into was a bunch of those horribly failed experiences with academists and that's probably when she was like what the hell who are these people i'm working for yeah you're working for sociopaths sorry (laughs) oops it happens to the best of us yeah Mm. and as soon as she realized like you know, what was, like, really going on and what they really intended to do, she, like, was in for a penny, in for a pound. Yeah. She's down for the cause. Yeah. Um, I'm going to so. be sad when they inevitably kill this woman because she really doesn't oh, deserve it. Next episode, as soon as we get done with Joey, we're just going to find Eve's body. <sighs> I don't want to. <laughs> she does not deserve this. I'm just doing the best I can and not get attached because she's so cute and I like their relationship so yeah. much. But as soon as she was like, "Oh, I'll be fine. I just, I'll just get as far from Lexcor as possible." Where's far from them, Abe? She Where's knows. That? She knows she's not gonna be fine though. I, I think she knows that that they're gonna try and kill her. Oh God, I just kind of wish she'd stayed. Yeah. Well. Hmm. I don't know. Like, I'm thinking of it. And how safe is the tower at this point? It's not the tower. It's the people in it. And it's like... It could get less safe with another adult in the house. 
I mean, the more the more adults you add to that mix, the worse it gets. I don't know. She might be better <laughs> yeah, off going me, it like, alone. Yeah, at the very least, she's a person with some kind of a moral compass and some amount of common sense. And that's more than we can say for most people over 18 in that house. I mean, for all we know, because allegedly Academus is going to storm the tower. For all I know... Based on how these people act, when that happens, they'd immediately blame Connor. <laughs> so. And that's when he's going to turn to Lex fucking Luthor with superpowers. Because <laughs> he's the just, wrong one. Just what we won't need is them being assholes to Connor. But at least he's friends with Corey, so whatever. She'll be like, hey, leave the kids and me alone. And he can just go nuts. Kill everyone else. I genuinely don't <laughs> care. Go for it. I'm done. <laughs> Okay, it would just clearly <laughs> make my life if these people tried doing Connor what you did Jason once case once Cadmus storms his place and what happened in that parking lot where he lost his temper just a little bit and then everything went boom happened and then they were like, Oh Yeah, shut your ass up. Yep. <laughs> Cut that out right now. <laughs> Because, yeah, there's n- nothing good will come from that because Connor mm-hmm. is an adorable sweet puppy, but he is not without Lex Luthor's temper. So yeah. they, they better not try that on that kid. Yeah. I wouldn't suggest it. And um, Corey, I want to talk about Corey going supernova. So I think that oh. bracelet theory is really true because she wasn't mm-hmm. wearing the bracelets. So I think she might fly, which is, oh. I'm looking forward to that. Especially if they're going to do like, they're getting a bigger budget, first of all. Woo woo. And they're doing Tamaran next season, so I'm like, she's gonna Tamaran. Tamaran, Tamaran, whatever. She's gonna fly. Uh, she's flying. I think of Tamara. Tamaran, right? Yeah. It's, it's definitely been said a few times in the show. I should listen, maybe. <laughs> maybe if I, I listen. Think there's so much happening. <laughs> um, you cannot accuse the show of being lacking in plot. Yeah. Um, there's so much happening. <laughs> All the time. Oh, God. And I love the little the, the smile on Corey's face, just this like radiant glow like the sun that came over her face. And she was like, mm-hmm. oh, all we have to do is bring the sun here. She wanted to save him so bad, like right off the jump. It was so cute. She was like, don't die. It's going to piss me off. Oh, my God. Oh, I was so dying cute. when Eve was like, oh, there's no way to save him. He's going to die. I'm so sorry, Connor. And Corey was just like, okay, later. How do we... Got fixed. She was like, skirt. First of all, <laughs> we're not doing this defeatist shit because this kid is not Like, dying. you done showed up here with a miracle dog. We got a whole Superman in the house. Yeah. You're the scientist that created him, and you're about to tell me that you're just here to say you're sorry and watch him die. No, ma'am, right. you're not. She was not like, in my house today. She was like, absolutely. She let her in the house immediately. Like, <laughs> with barely any information. Girl was like, I don't know, someone with a dog says she knows Connor. And she was like, let him up. Let her up. Let's do this. <laughs> Yeah. It's not dying today. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, at least it's nice to uh, see that somebody hasn't had all hope and optimism completely drained out of them in this hellhole. Who else is happy in the house besides Corey? <laughs> <laughs> no one. Well, now no. Connor, so they can be like the Sunshine Twins. Everyone else is like on a downward spiral. <laughs> I mean, I'm real glad that we got them in the house because I don't think there would be anyone alive in this house if Corey and Connor were not there. Yeah. 
Those two, they're going to be a dynamic duo coming. Aww, I love um, him. He's such so a baby. Cute. He's so cute. Like, those those are, like, the only smiles in the episode besides, like, Dick Grayson's crazy joke. <laughs> I don't count his crazy smiles. His crazy smirk and his <laughs> smiles. Like, I don't know what this dude was doing. <laughs> It was terrifying, like, just in general, I was really concerned for anyone who came across him. (laughs) Yeah, same. I mean, when he shot into the bathtub, and it didn't look like, oh, these are super accurate shots. I look kind of sloppy. But I, I, he was doing it to scare him, and that definitely worked, because Wintergreen was just like, all right. (laughs) Okay. He was really going to shoot him for a second, though. I mean, I'm not saying I think he was trying to kill him. I'm just saying I don't think he was trying. He was trying that hard to not shoot him at all. Yeah, I think he really considered <laughs> killing him <laughs> after he pistol whipped him. Though, like, why was he? He pistol whipped him so quickly, and it immediately knocked him out. That's how hard it was. And then he pointed <laughs> that gun at him like he was really just gonna kill him. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, whoa, there! Like, what's? What is this? <laughs> Pump the brakes. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Even like his psychic hallucination of his dad was like, whoa, bruh, this is a lot happening. <laughs> Girl, you're really doing it right now. Like, dude, I'm sure when scary. he woke up, like, I wish you wouldn't slay. Why? This is why Wintergreen was like, I genuinely don't know which one of you is crazier. <laughs> I, this is hard to tell. It really is. I mean, I'm sure it was even harder to tell once that guy whapped him upside the head. <laughs> he woke up like, what happened to me? <laughs> he talked, he told, he told Benier to shut the fuck up, and then I was out. <laughs> I saw the stars. <laughs> oh my god. He's lost oh, Lord, it. He's lost his mind. Bad mental health <laughs> he's, he's. Oh, off in space. He literally exited reality. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was right. absent reality the entire episode. Oh my god. <sighs> it wasn't like, oh, he just had a moment. It was like, no, he had a whole weekend. Boy. I cannot. Um. So the next thing we wanted to talk about, and then we'll get into our theories right after, I think. Ooh. Um. Or do we want to do... Let's do it this way. So I want to talk about Gar romance for a little bit. Yeah. And then the theory. Yeah. Okay, so with Gar, he was barely there. Um, but he does have something going on with Superboy. And he's he's allegedly going to be really involved in like the big fight at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think he was absent from this episode on purpose. Same. And the first time I watched it, I was like, okay, where's Gar? Like, I didn't really, it didn't seem off to me. I was just like, they're shafting him again. The second time I was like, hmm. Third time I was like, okay. There's a reason for this. Like, I feel like it's deliberate. Um, yeah. And we can touch on that more when we talk about the theories. But I know people are like upset and it makes sense. Because it does feel like he's been missing a lot. Um, But I think more than that, it's not so much screen time that he's missing. 
it's he doesn't have anything focused on him. So it's like we're we've been seeing him this season, but right. nothing is about him really. It's all about and someone else. I think else. that what that means is probably that something big is coming up with him because right. they do tend to kind of you know apportion people. Like earlier this season, Corey was kind of missing, and then when she you know came in, she was you know pretty you know central that episode when she like really showed back up. Yeah, and she's apparently gonna be really central when her, um, her her clowns come back to bite. <laughs> she has locked in her, in her shit. Um, yeah. Oh gosh, like that ex boyfriend that she just got. Oh boy. Locked in the garage. Locked him in that shit, man. And <laughs> forgot about and him. He's been there for like a week now. It's been a week. He's probably in there, pissed off, just seething. Oh. Can you imagine? Like, <laughs> He's got to be so mad. Indication when she was coming back, just in less than ten years. Yeah. Between wow. a day and ten years, I can't really <laughs> tell you. But have fun, you know. I love some chips. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, the very least she could do is like give just a little like. I'm going to be back as soon as possible. Not even that. <laughs> she doesn't know and she barely cares. Um, I mean, she clearly doesn't. Like, I'll, I, she's not <laughs> unsure if she doesn't care. She's sure she doesn't give a shit. She's positive she does not give a shit. Um, I really do believe her though. I don't, think, I don't think she's yanking his chain about not giving a damn about this guy. I think she genuinely doesn't nope. care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she thinks that the only reason that he's there is that her sister is trolling her. Because, like, oh, of course, the one member of the world guard that I slept with, whatever. Right, and she was going to go back with him because she doesn't want him to get prosecuted for her because she wouldn't go back. So she was like, fine, I'll come home. But then Rachel called and was like, mom, and she's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> but, I mean, she still didn't, like, you know, yeah. let him go back. Yeah. So I think she... I think she cares enough to not want him to get killed over this. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm pretty sure that here, the bar is just, he survives. <laughs> I don't think it really would have ended well if she didn't lock him up, because then he would have probably tried to force her to go back, and somebody would have died. So yeah. <laughs> probably for the best, you went about it this way. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, she clearly, you know, doesn't want him to get in trouble for something that she's doing. But, like, I think that's more just she's not the kind of person to want, like, innocent people to get killed on her account. You know what I mean? Right. I don't think it's specific to her feelings about him. For sure. Like, it's not not her thing is just letting people die for her. Um. Yeah. And that kind of brings me to romance because people are... Um, concerned about first of all they're concerned about Fidei and then now people are shipping her with Connor like he's not a literal infant um, and they're I, upset about like, you know, five minutes to work that out because she was like oh hey there but like that's because he didn't talk yet yeah yeah he's um, been unconscious like as soon as she works that out that's a complete wash I don't think that it was even flirting though she was just like talking to his unconscious form this whole episode and now he's yeah. smiling and she's like hey there like yeah you know i mean i think her voice sounds flirty but i think that's because that's what she sounds like i don't think anna can help herself she literally <laughs> sounds like that with every single person she talks to 
on that show. <laughs> she just is like, I'm flirting with you, and there's just nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's hilarious that people are shipping Connor with anybody at all because I mean, He's at this baby. point, you can, the best thing to ship him with is liking fetch as much as crypto. He's such a baby. Like I don't know what you guys are doing, but and he you stay away from my infant son with your weird pedo inset crap shit y'all be doing in your fandoms. <laughs> Knock it off, take it like, elsewhere. I don't care how attractive this actor looks without his clothes. Nothing is happening with Connor, guys. He's mentally Just not there. That. He's not that age. Y'all can leave the door. Exit. It's yeah. Not, not we're, not, we're not doing this here, okay? No. Nope. We're shutting this down right now. Um, and I feel like they answered the question uh, for the people, for all the people that were like, "Oh, are they setting up a Jason and Connor?" thing when he started making out with Rose this episode. Yeah. So, yeah. There you go. Um, exactly. So, yeah. For Decori, I don't think it needs to happen right now, guys. Um, it just doesn't. I, mean, I, I think that there's just so much going on in Dick's head, and Corey knows, but doesn't want to bring up because everyone else has so much going on, that she has to some way or another resolve her situation with the like regards to being home like get some kind of like permission or you know chill that situation out or resolve something or talk to somebody like she knows that she has to figure something out before she can make any kind of promises about being here in any kind of long-term way beyond all of that though like just on a like i just have a general question for people do you think it's why that someone who is hallucinating and just tried to commit suicide, that the answer to that is they should have sex. Does that make sense? Or start dating someone? Are you sure about that? I mean, it's always good for a relationship to have a strong foundation. And we all look back fondly of how our relationship started, you know? Like, Um, are y'all sure that's what makes sense? I think they can be good. They should get closer. They should support each other. They should be friends. But I don't think they should be dating right right now. That doesn't make any sense. And that relationship would crash and burn so damn quick. Well, because what would happen if they started dating right this second is, well, first of all, their anniversary would be the worst time of his life. Mm -hmm. So when that comes around every year, that'll be great. Um... And there'll be all these, like, negative associations between all of their moments. Like, I went on a first date, and Slate dropped somebody in a window. And, like, (laughs) you know, when we, like, were, you know, going, you know, for a walk, like, the sidewalk exploded and Cadmus tried to eat us. Like, Like you can't, you shouldn't be, sex doesn't solve any of that. That's like saying it would make sense for Jane Rose to have sex while he was dissociating. That's not a good idea. Like, what are you guys drinking? I don't, like, are people insane? He needs, like, he needs to get past his issues. He needs to talk and figure out who the hell he is. We say all the time that, oh, we're feminists and we don't think any woman should be taking care of a man. But this is exactly what your suggestion, that she'd basically be his mom. I mean, it would be kind of like uh, all shade intended what's going on with Hank and Don. Right. Who the hell wants to see that? Twice, not this girl. Keep that. Like, all we ever see Dawn get to do when she isn't climbing on top of Hank 
is petting him like he is an overly excited dog and holding him tight because she can't find his thunderstorm, his thunder shirt, and there's a storm. I like. I have no desire to have to watch again some woman fixing a man's emotional issues and his mental breakdowns, and specifically doing it by fighting all his battles and having sex with him and <laughs> right, that being and that being like your talking old, to Bruce who's over there doing the Watusi right <laughs> Bruce in the corner doing the freaking Watusi look listen I don't want to see Corey become anyone's emotional support dog okay like why would you suggest sex if people are hallucinating I mean even our horny teenagers were able to figure out that maybe this wasn't the time I you want these people to be emotionally well first. That's what makes sense. For y'all to both be there mentally on the same level at the same time with your shit together so they can be the cool, funny power couple, right? That's what we all want, yeah. I think. Huh? And they both have so much stuff and they're like just as individuals to like work out right now yeah. that, you know, they wouldn't be able to really dedicate the sort of like time and energy that you want to dedicate to starting a relationship right and like even i've noticed even when they're just talking like having general talks people are like oh we got crumbs but it was good and i'm like why do you consider um anything about a relationship that doesn't involve sex just to be crumbs or to be something that doesn't matter like i assume People talk to their significant others about their problems, about solutions, about how was your day, about, hey, I like your hair, hey, I'm about to go jump off a building. Like, I just assume <laughs> you have these conversations with people that you care about and your your love life isn't solely, we have sex and that's all we do. Right. And How's mean, that crumbs? You know, we kind of know how a relationship like that would go because that was the kind he had with Dawn. And when the going got rough, that completely crumbled. And, and she knows she knows nothing about him, apparently, if she can be the final catalyst to push him to go kill himself. She dated yeah. him and apparently doesn't understand who he is as a person at all. Or that he has emotions or that he secretly has hurt feelings all the time. How? You dated <laughs> um, him. I mean, by dated, you mean she had sex with him? Because that's what it looks like is what happened there. And people keep saying, oh, you dicked on and gets everything. That's what y'all want? Nah, I'm good. Keep it. <laughs> they can keep that. That's a mess. I don't want anything to do with dicked on or Hank Dove's. What she's got going on there is not good luck. None, none of her relationships are good. I just, I don't want no part of that for Corey. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> And I think that, you know, it's good that Corey seems to have enough sense and also just, you know, kind of care about him enough as a person. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, it's really nice to see that, like, her caring about him and caring about his family and, you know, caring um, about everything being okay is not predicated on what's going on with them relationship-wise. And I feel like he needs to also get past his personal stuff so that he can start paying more attention to what's going on with her. And I know Corey's not telling people anything, but I think he he cares about her enough to protect her during a fight with Slade, to not want her there at all in the way of fire, but he's still not like asking her questions 
asking enough about what's going on with her yeah. or anything I mean, like yeah, that. I have no idea what was going on with her. I don't think they've had any conversation about like what what she was up to. Since well, he 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 definitely right. asked a few times. You know, are you staying? What's going on with her? Like, I heard through the grapevine that you might stay, stuff like that. But she's not telling him what's actually happening because she's keeping that a secret. And I think he doesn't realize she's keeping a secret because he's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot happening. And I understand why she doesn't want to bring it up because, like, people are jumping off the roof. I wouldn't want to bring up that maybe there's about to be an alien invasion. Like, just, hi guys, I know we got Cadmus coming, Slade is crazy, and apparently sleuthing around the house at night, but also there's going to be an alien invasion, so how's you guys doing today? There's going to be of them, so, and you know the powers that I have, everyone on my planet has them, so... Yeah, you know, that's coming. Maybe not the best time to talk yeah. that on anyone. And then I can, just you yeah. know, most of the time I'm frustrated when people like don't mention stuff. But like under this, under these circumstances, I can understand her being like, "Okay, we'll just wrap a few things up and we'll get right to that." And she probably really thinks she's got this on lock too. Like she's just gonna do whatever and then go back to her ship maybe and go home and it's just fine. But that's not what's gonna happen. <laughs> No, it's gonna it's gonna not end well at all like yeah no it's definitely gonna be a big crazy mess and you know i can understand just trying to take it one crisis at a time yeah okay so we have this whole list of theories that we have. Of what the hell is going on in this house? Oh, what is going on with these pranks? Who is doing it? You know, this is a game of Clue now. Who did it? Who done yeah. it? Um. So first is Joey's literal ghost is haunting the, t- the Titan's Tower. Yeah. Uh, second theory is Gar's pranking folks um, because he's being mind controlled with that stroke. Uh, third is he's being mind controlled with Joey's ghost. <laughs> yes, because I mean Joey's power is possessing people, so. Um. Or Rose or Jason got something kind of mind control injected into them. I was thinking maybe Rose. Oh, he put something in Rose's eye. Yeah. Um, and then just a side note, they could literally just find us out by looking at the cameras unless they've been erased. I mean, the fact that nobody <laughs> even thought to look, even though they know they're there, um, that just tells me that clearly these are just the sharpest minds in this house. It's just funny that there, as soon as he said it wasn't me, they were like, no one was like, you know what, let's go look at the cameras and see who it was then. That's, <laughs> that would have been like the next logical point in my head if I'm like, did you do this? And you're like, no. And I'm like, hey, no one wants to tell me. I'm looking at the cameras. That's what I'd go do. Right. Right? And, and but they were just like, it must be you. It's you. It's definitely okay, you. Okay, if Jason was doing this because he wanted attention, then he would probably like admit to having right. done it. And if he, I don't know, had a psychotic break, didn't realize he did it, then no matter how many times you ask him, he's going to still say no. First of all, it's so off-brand that he'd be like, secretly doing things and not taking credit for it have you met this kid he'd be like yeah i did it what's up 
That's Jason. <laughs> like, I absolutely did. Like, I absolutely like, Yeah, the reason I did this was because I wanted to convene a household meeting about uh-huh. how there's failure all over this house. He'd be like, the Not reason me. I did this is because y'all suck. And only two people showed up to save me. And I was tight. So that's why, like, he would tell them if it was him, okay? Like, we wouldn't be no damn mystery. And he would The only reason he would do it is because he wanted to say something. Right. And he wouldn't be about to cry when you guys were like, ha-ha, we know it's you. What? <laughs> who? Okay, first of all, who does pranks and doesn't want someone to know, find out who did the prank, right? Isn't the point of doing a prank like, ah, oh, I got you at the end, right? Are they stupid? I mean... <laughs> Honestly, they really just act like they're complete, completely insane. Like, <laughs> Rose was not wrong when she was like, you guys are completely nuts. Like, they're not even just acting a little weird. They're acting totally crazy and have been the whole time. And I feel like not enough people point out that they're acting absurd. I mean, Donna's just having, like, shower cries every day. <laughs> Like sobbing in the shower by herself, and then freaking <laughs> Hank and Donna is running around threatening everyone. Like, are y'all okay? I'm gonna burn your house down. I'm gonna kick you out the house. I'm gonna choke this kid out. What the fuck? You're a guest. I mean, they are gangsters for everyone whose name is not Deathstroke. Right. Deathstroke's like Deathstroke's like I want the smoke. What about me? And they're like, what about Chinese food? Like what? You're so, you're so badass. You're really <laughs> bullying all the damn bat bros. Go fight Slade. You want exactly. someone to fight? I can point you in his direction. Go find him. And especially since okay, so you guys are clearly uh, accusing uh, Jason and Dick of not being up to the task. Well, does that mean y'all are? Cause right, <laughs> y'all y'all ain't made no calls. Y'all ain't got nowhere. I mean, he said Jason is reckless and stupid, so he can't lead them, even though he didn't. he's not the one who got beat up by Dr. Light. That was you, Pink. But anyway, Jason can't lead them because he's crazy. You know, he's a reckless kid. Fair enough. Dick can't lead them because he just sucks as a person. He's the worst person alive. Who's going to do it? Exactly. Like, I don't see Hank being like, okay, so here's Hank's not reckless, not stupid plan. Let's yeah. get to it. Here's my plan, since I'm so smart. None of them have one. No. They're all just none like... Of them, none of them have plans. None of them have suggestions. Right. None of them have nothing. They just have commentary and... and, and um, I can't Complaint. Think. Yeah, complaint. And they're also commentary. not working on anything. Like, it's not like when we see them, they're like in the black computer. <laughs> right. Trying to figure something out. Right. Like, they're not doing shit. The people we <laughs> saw... Time we've seen them over these last two episodes, they've just been eating or showering. We saw, what, three people actively trying to find Slade. Gar, Jason, Dick. That's it. Rachel was just like, I'm mind my business over here. My demon is slicing holes into my back. She was busy, okay? Corey yeah. wasn't in the She's house. Like, I'm gonna eat. People were missing. People were dying. She was confused. Um, I'm gonna have to edit that out. Whoops. I'm sounding like freaking <laughs> what's her name in her podcast. Um, she got there, people were missing, okay? She, there was a pirate girl, she didn't know what was going on. So she's excused, Rachel is excused. Exactly. 
I don't know what the rest of them are doing. Absolutely no excuse for why those three are up to absolutely nothing. Rose like, already had the smoke. She came there fresh out of the smoke. Okay? Yeah. She had the fight. She wanted to go back out and continue the fight. She's been trying to do that this whole time. Exactly. There's only like, three people not doing dude. anything. She caught him outside and she was like, let's go. Right. She's like, I lost my eye, but I got another one. Let's let's do this. Like, she's not... No one is playing games and just sitting around going la da da, twiddling their thumbs with those three. But they're the ones with the most to say. Exactly. It's incredible. I mean, you know, those who cannot do wine. Um, and <laughs> that's what seems to be the case with, you know, the birds and Donna, which it's even worse with Donna because she has superpowers. Damn. <sighs> like, what are you. I don't know, throw a refrigerator at him or something. Like, are you are you sure you can't do nothing? And also, um, okay, Donna, if you really just think that this is just all too much, why don't you call your mom? Why are they there? <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about my most popular theory, which is that um, I think Gar is being mind-controlled by Slate somehow. Um, okay. And the reason I think that is because um, the whole him missing the whole episode and being tired and sleeping the whole time, that was weird. He even looked tired and sleepy when we saw him both times. Um, and then also he was the one who was left in that tunnel with Slade and Dr. Light and we didn't see what happened before he came back home. And he ran in the direction of where the blood was leading. Yeah. Yeah. And there was I mean, no, and there were no pictures of Gar in the church too. No, there weren't. I mean, my theory is I think that Joey is not dead. Um, as I've maintained, I think he's not dead because I mean, he's by jumper. You know, he probably just hopped somewhere. Um, mm, yeah. And uh, I think that Gar ran into him in that tunnel, um, and he saw him, and, you know, and Joey locked eyes with him. He didn't see Joey, and bam. I think that's what's going on. And I think that's why uh, Gar's been real weird, because uh, I think he uh, got himself body snatched out there in them streets. That really could be it. Um, um and, I guess know, the only like thing been saying, that been saying this whole time that Joey is dead, but just like we saw with you know Slade and well we didn't see with Slade but it was mentioned with Slade and we saw with Rose, I mean there was a moment where they looked real dead. Like people were pretty sure after that incident with Rachel that Rose was definitely dead. Like they were trying to discuss what do we do with Slade now that we cannot trade her because she is definitely dead, and then she put herself back together and was not. Was, was alive. Also, so, can I just note that for people who are so, so, so upset that they got Joey killed, them thinking they got Rose killed, that was such an underreaction from them. Yeah. Like, y'all have been crying about this for ages, and you just killed another one of his kids, and you're just like, oh, snap. Hank was like, sorry, kid. That's it? Yeah, That's they really it? acted like that Hi. was now an inconvenience. Hi. Now what are you going to do? That's your reaction? Cool. Like y'all okay. have a whole corpse from one of his kids in the house, and everyone's just like, 
oh man so what do we do now <laughs> they are so full of shit i cannot stand them i can't stand but again them. i completely don't buy that they're actually that that upset about that like i don't buy i i think the only one who's actually got the decency to be like really upset about joe being dead is dick i don't think yeah. any of them care about that um I think that Donna was really upset about Garth because he was a childhood friend of hers. Like, they know Joe since they were like 12 or something. I think that the birds didn't even really know him, but the, the fun that they were having, just like drinking free beer and beating up petty criminals, was now officially over now that bodies started dropping. I mean, so now they were look, upset. At, look at the pranks. Um, Donna's was about Garth. Hank's was about his addiction. And um, Don. Don got the uh, picture of the kid who died. So mm-hmm. theirs weren't even about Garth. It was only Donna's. They don't care that damn much. No. They care about themselves. <laughs> That's what their things were about. It was about them. Exactly. <laughs> their own personal stuff. And I thought it was just very... Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was interesting uh, the way that Hank reacted because Hank really likes to talk about how his addiction is other people's fault <laughs> like remember how he was guilt tripping Don about how like you need to stop because like I can't be a hero and also use and like she was like I mean you can't <laughs> um, and you know so uh, what, what are you saying what are you saying Hank? it sounds like you're saying that if uh, Don does what she would like to do with her life then as far as you're concerned it'll be her fault if you decide to be an addict Right. Just like it would be uh, Jason's fault for leaving a bottle if you start spiraling now because it was there. Hmm. (laughs) Personal responsibilities for kids. How would, like, Jason even know? I, I guess you could inquire that Hank had an addiction, but... Why would he care? I just feel like if he had something to say, he'd say it. And if he was trying to be funny, he'd actually try to do something that was funny. Exactly. Nobody thinks that maybe this kid who you were, you know, trying to save, who was exploded right in front of you, would be a funny thing to bring up. I... I don't know. Like, we've seen no evidence that Jason is stupid or cruel so like, like, I don't even has, he, think that that's has he ever been just like outright sadistic he's been mean and snappish but yeah and i mean oh, I think no the thing he's ever said was what he said to rachel but to be fair she floated him like 15 feet off of the floor and then telekinetically pointed like 10 swords at him he so, was scared, and that was bravado, as usual. That's his thing. Yeah, because um, I'm pretty sure he was, like, physically trembling in that scene when he said that. Like, Jason was real scared. He was he was scared. Um, and, yeah, the meanest thing he ever said was in the midst of a horrible and terrifying thing happening. Uh, but he's never said anything that mean to anyone under any other circumstance. No, and he's never said anything mean to Gar either. He said something mean about himself to Gar. But the thing is, he's like snappy and stuff, but he's not cruel. Like, 
No. You know, it there's, just doesn't there's make... nothing to indicate that that is, like, what his personality is like. And if, for some reason, he, like, had done that, then everything we've seen about him would suggest that he would apologize. Yeah, I just don't see the purpose of him doing that. Like, when he first met Dick, when he was saying things like, you know, you're old, you're washed up, you blah, blah, blah. That was mean or whatever, but he was also saying that out of his own inferiority complex that he has with, yeah. with Dick. Um, and he hasn't said anything like that to Dick since they kind of worked through that. Yeah, they're like passed it out because he like officially passed him the the Robin mantle. Yeah, and then he tried to get Buck with him because he was in his feelings about being left out of the plans. But I'm like, but I'm like, has he ever been like, hey, Dick, remember when your parents fell to their death? Like, he doesn't do stuff like that. No, he's never done that to, like, anyone. So I don't even, but, you know, I guess it makes sense that people who never bothered to speak with him, even sharing a house with him, wouldn't know what is or isn't in his character, right? To assume that is just silly to me. Like, he's, he's trigger happy and he's rash. But he's not out here throwing people's loved ones dying in their face. That's not what he's doing. No. So he's he's so never done that. And I mean, I think that it makes sense that they don't actually really know what he would or wouldn't do because they haven't bothered to get to know him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're just like, Oh, whatever, he's just some dumb kid, so it must have been some dumb kid that did it in a house with several teenagers. Yeah. We'll blame the one who just fell off a roof. Okay. <sighs> It's like, just because Rachel assumes he did it. She's like, he said he didn't, but I know he did. Okay, so basically we're having a he said, she said thing. Yeah. And instead of figuring out, well, why do you think he does? And why is he adamantly saying he didn't and looking like he wants to cry? You're just like, well, you must have done this other stuff too. What? And like, the fact that these adolescents are having this he said, she said over a prank and then they decide, let's jump on this kid. Yeah, you must have done this other like, Or like, you guys can figure out what's happening. The mature adults were so helpful with helping these kids mediate this disagreement. It's just so weird because she just assumed it was him fine for her. But I'm just like, I've been like, wait, you've been pranked too? So have we. What's going and on? And like, don't forget that they don't know about that whole thing that it happened where, like, they were, like, training, and, you know, like, Rachel, like, flew and, like, floated up and all that. They don't even know about that incident. So, like, that's Rachel's reason for thinking it's him. They don't even know that incident. I would have been like, why would he draw crucifixes in your room? Like, what do you mean? First of (laughs) all, and two, someone's been messing with all of us, so something's happening here. And then I'd start going, where were you when this happened? (laughs) Because I... Right. So I grew up playing Clue. I'd be like, all right. Detective hat on, we're going to sort this out. And then plus, Somebody's like, doing something. They seem to be unaware of the fact that they're in the midst of a crazy blood grudge with someone who likes to play mind games. Like, yeah. they seem to not know that, maybe? Yeah. Uh, so that's also kind of kind of funny. Like, oh boy, there's someone who's been messing with us and, like, kidnapping people in this house and shooting folks. And now there's somebody who's messing with us in another way. Not a suspect? Mm. Okay. And then, like, they know he plays mind games, too, apparently. 
Or maybe they don't because they're stupid. I don't know. <laughs> who knows at this point? And people, are, people like this. This one woman who does like, she does like, I guess professional recaps and stuff. But her, like a lot of people, seem to have some kind of fondness for the old team. She calls them the varsity team. And she, she, she's like, she thinks they were out of character this episode in order to move the plot. And I'm like, no. Like, they've been doing this since season one. Since season yeah. one, Donna and Hank and um, Dawn have all been treating Dick like shit. And they've never yeah. stopped. And Hank, and Cons- then- Hank is super aware of how he, like, has a sensitivity about, like, Bruce. And he still throws that in his face every time he gets. And he's been doing that since episode two of season one. Yeah, he does it all the time. And, you know, it's very, like, it sucks they're so mean. And they're not showing the kind of competence that merits them acting like, they're the varsity team and they don't even need to discuss anything with the kids. Like, we know that Dick's actual reasoning is, like, not wanting the kids to get in danger and, like, being ashamed and embarrassed. But their reason seems to clearly be just thinking they're better for no clear or obvious reason. No obvious reason. Um, And then you also have to be honest here. Donna and Hank have been calling Jason names since they met him in the premiere. Mm-hmm. So it's not really a stretch for me to believe they don't like this kid and would be mean to him. They already have been. So they don't interact with them. They all you know, want to see them having meals. We don't see them cook anything for the kids. We they, don't see them check on them. We don't see them train or practice with the kids. We don't see them try to show the kids anything. And we they wanted to, to they wanted to kick Rose out immediately Dick told them that she'll try to kill her and Dawn said what did she say you must have amnesia she doesn't need to be here blah 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 they don't care about these kids so how's it out of character that they would dogpile on you that doesn't surprise me this is them they just aren't good people I don't mean I don't know what to tell them if you're fans of them in the books but on this show the three of them suck yeah, they completely do. They're useless and they're mean, selfish people. Like, hate it or love it, but it's totally in character and it's especially in character for the birds. They've been doing this since season one, episode two. Have a rewatch. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's unfortunate because last season it looked like, okay, well, maybe the problem is just like whatever their love triangle drama is or whatever. Then it becomes apparent there's like not a triangle at all. Um, they're just mean. Yeah. And it was just so, like, we talked about it, but it's how much Dick really hates himself that he thought to himself, um, Hank is smart. He thinks Hank is, <laughs> he thinks Hank is smart. And then he said, <laughs> then he said it was, oh, it wasn't a lateral. Um, change for Don. It was an upgrade. First of all, you think Hank is smart and you think that he's better than you in any way? Someone please talk to him and give him several hugs because he is really, he's lost touch with reality. Completely. Like, I laughed so hard. Like, when I, I was like, like upgrade. The episode, I, I laughed more than when Bruce started doing the Batusi. 
seems she traded up. Traded up to who? Because I remember you guys were definitely like living in a trap house, stealing for drug money when we met y'all last season. Honestly, age aside, let's say I'm the same age as all these characters I mentioned as I mentioned them. I would rather date any other guy on that show, okay? Yeah. Like, easy. Upgrade from where? Like, what do you mean by that? He really hates himself. <laughs> I mean, what I a crazy thing to say. Nothing that would be worse than dating Hank. Because by dating Hank, I mean babysitting Hank. That's exactly all. That's all Dawn does is go to him. He cries about something. And then they have a scene of the camera slowly pulling away as she pats his back like he's a giant <laughs> dog. And then she goes to go flip out on someone else. And it's just like. And it's even worse to have crypto for comparison because what did crypto do? He found somebody to like go like rescue, uh, rescue, oh boy. And crypto wasn't the one like, oh, can you comfort me? I've been in a cage. I was in kryptonite collar. He hopped up so that he could comfort Connor. Even the dog was providing more emotional support than Hank. Listen, I'd rather date the dog. Honestly, like... Upgrade where? I'm like, please, how does he view himself? That is absolutely (laughs) tragic that he really thinks that. I mean, honestly, I completely can see why, like, Don was looking occasionally distracted earlier in the show when she saw Dick again. She was like, man... We barely had a relationship, but that was still better than this trash situation. <laughs> she wasn't in love with oh, him. Great. She She's literally there out there. more things to do with men than try to work through their issues. Like, I don't know, sex or watching television. And they can't even have sex, right? So. <laughs> right. Wompity womp for that, too. Look, I don't know what he thinks Dawn has been doing since they broke up, but she ain't having a good time, I'll tell you that much. I mean, he found them in a terrible situation. Like, they were getting beat up. Some guy had just taken out hedge clippers and was about to castrate Hank because they were trying to steal drug money. They were living in a house with no furniture. (sighs) He really saved their life. Like, it may or may not have been an abandoned building. (laughs) He saved their life, and their freaking reaction was... More judgment, by the way. Jesus. Look, if someone just tried to cut my shit off and my friend fucked them up, I'd be like, you're the greatest person I know. I don't care what he did to them. Honestly. <laughs> to be like, honest. Dick Grayson is the angel in their terrible lives. <laughs> Look, this is the first time they've lived somewhere that, like, had carpet <laughs> since they've seen him <laughs> They're just like living it up over here for free and complaining. The entire <laughs> when they were in the time. kitchen, and she was like, "Baby, can you get the chives? They ain't had no chives in years." <laughs> over here, kicking it up in this modern, top of the line kitchen. How nice for y'all. They make me sick. I just right. I hate them. I just can't take wish. it anymore. Like, look at me having kitchen appliances. Like, let's just <sighs> the life in there. Whatever. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> and I mean, at least Dawn is polite enough to act like she might be there for a reason. You know, maybe go check on, go check on Connor something. Right. Like, go go see what's happening. You know, go talk to somebody. 
Hank don't even act like maybe he's supposed to be there for a reason. No. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't bother acting like all he has is negative energy and that's it. That's it. There's nothing else. <laughs> I mean, this guy, like, I wish that he would find a super shrink because Dawn's been doing her very bestest and her very bestest is a lot. She's been doing a lot. I mean, she's been petting, she's been pampering, she's been bag borrowing, stealing, she's been killing people. She's been doing all kinds of stuff to try to pull him together. And it, bruh, like, you just gotta do it. You just gotta pull yourself together at some point. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Dawn can't even get a job because the only thing she has time for is she to take care of Hank. They don't even have, like, skills as far as I know. Like, well, Dawn had a job. Because, like, Dawn was, like, a ballerina or mm-hmm. something. Like, uh, like you know, like, there were sold-out crowds and stuff. So, like, Dawn had one. Then she met Hank, and she didn't have one anymore. Yeah. Goodness gracious. She's, like, she's like a classically trained ballerina. Uh, and, you know, was, you know, was... Was, was touring like internationally and stuff but now she gets to live and you know a house that may or may not have I plumbing just, i just don't and get why to drug dealers to keep her boyfriend sober like why is it necessary that you have to also meet him at the very bottom for you guys to be together how about you try to meet me up here a little bit and that's exactly what would happen if freaking um Corey and Dick started dating. It would be a whole lot of her having to meet him down there because he's, you know, doing twirls and flips around in La La Land. And she's not doing that. No, I, she's I, shown no interest or inclination to do that at I all. I don't think Corey's... Um, see, that's the thing, though. We've never seen her, like, be super emotional and cry. And I think... We'll see all the type of things she's been going through and why she doesn't like being home soon. Mm-hmm. But as far as we can tell from her as a person, she was trained to be a warrior. So, like, having these big emotional breakdowns wasn't something she was able to do. She's <clears throat> likely never been suicide because it wasn't a thing in her culture, probably, is my assumption. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't really get it. And... Yeah, I don't know why they want that to happen. I think she can help him and he can help her, but what he needs most is to talk to someone, like legitimately talk to someone. I think Jason is that person because they're so much alike and they have the same shit going on. And I mean, I definitely think that once the most immediate like crisis is resolved, like dick on a baseline isn't that isn't Hank, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, because, like, you know, we saw over the course of the show, like, there have been a lot of stressful things happening, and he didn't fully fall all the way to pieces until, like, Jason dropped. Um, mm. And, you know, I kind of feel like once we're able to scale this back, um, this whole, like, you know, Deathstroke Joey thing, and he, get that off his chest and get him dealt with as a person I think that you know Dick will be in a much more potentially useful space but Mm. I don't think there's enough people that you can kill to make Hank useful yeah I don't think it's ever fair to expect the person you're dating 
to basically be your therapist. Like, you should absolutely get yourself together and make sure you're okay before you drag someone else in a relationship with you. Exactly. Because that's not, that's barely a relationship at that point. Like, there's a reason that, like, your therapist, like, will lose their license and go to jail if they decide to start sleeping with you. Like, that's a, it's a boundary thing. It's a, it's an inappropriate sort of interaction for people to have. It's a weird power thing. Like, there's weird codependency stuff. Like, it's not a good idea to date your therapist. No. No. Um, so I think it's a good idea that, like, you know, uh, that that Dick and Corey have enough presence of mind to know that, like, you know, they've got some individual things to work out before it. They should like even attempt that. Um, and I wish somebody would tell Hank and Don that. Yeah, I mean, and we've seen them do this before. They were sleeping together without really talking about stuff last season, and that went nowhere. Because it was like, I don't remember anything. And I have a bag of cats as a mine, <laughs> secretly. So then they didn't, they just didn't do anything with that. <laughs> I mean, that was the moment where they realized, oh, we're hot messes right now. <laughs> Oops. I mean, I think what might have tipped me off that maybe he needs to get it together before they date was the silent episode where he went absolutely friggin' haywire on those guards in that damn passageway. I would've been like, all right, he really does have some shit he needs to go through. Maybe we can maybe date later because he's a wildin' out here in these streets, okay? (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Clearly, somebody has missed this entire show if they think that, like, where Dick Grayson is right now is he is ready to be your man, provide emotional support. <laughs> no, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> like, let's imagine if Corey had brought him the issue back home and uh, let's play it out how it would have played out this episode. So we got Bruce Wayne going, oh, sounds like she's got a big problem. I'm sure you got that big boy. He's like, oh. And she's like, yeah, so, you know, I'm having just that. I'm the queen or the princess, and they want me to be, like, queen. Are we going? We're going. Sorry, I stopped recording for a second. No, but the thing with Dawn, when she was out there stopping that, uh, the doing the drug bust, mm-hmm. and he asked her why, and she said, oh, it was for you, and he said it wasn't. I believe it really wasn't. She just wanted to be a hero again. But I'm like, that's not a bad thing. If that's what she wants, why can't she do it? But because you can't do it, that means she can't. Like, why But is he was he... literally, like, the language he was using, he was acting like she was cheating on him. Yeah. And he was so aggressive and, like, getting all in her face. Like, why are you so... Why is he like that? He's so against... I can't. I don't get it. I don't understand. Yeah. And even down the tunnels when everyone was like blaming dick or whatever and don said well there's some blame to go around and what does hank do oh right he brings up his trauma and now and next thing you know don is you know is confronting dick again Uh, (laughs) like don's been trying to be like a decent person here yeah and he stops her at every turn (laughs) so uh i guess we can try to do this in a couple minutes um Any theories for what's going to happen 
next episode and then we'll close out and be back next week okay that's a quick one um well next episode it's titled jericho uh we're gonna get a flashback to whatever happened with him and what make dick grayson decide that he's gonna tell us that he killed this kid um i was joking earlier when i said that what we're gonna find is he like definitely you know murdered him right in front of deathstroke he definitely did not intentionally kill this kid in any kind of way i don't believe and we're gonna see, you know, him getting killed in some kind of an accident, or we're gonna see him, like, you know, getting killed, like, in a confrontation with, like, Deathstroke when Dick finally gets around to, like, confronting him for what happened with Garth or whatever. Yeah. Um, my assumption, this is mostly based off of this interview that he did, is that in episode eight, he betrays a friend's trust and he goes after Deathstroke and he loses a fight. Um, so I'm assuming the friend is Joey. He goes after Deathstroke, about to get killed, and then Joey shows up to save him, and that's the problem. And that's when he ends up dying. And because he betrayed Joey's trust, he feels like ultimately he led him to his death. But that's not the same thing as killing someone. But he's likely not going to explain it that way. He's going to be like, Joey showed up and I killed him. He's going to be like, huh? You told us, the old team, that that joke did. And he's like, well, actually, it was my fault. And they're going to be like, yeah, bye. And Which I'll be fine with. I have friends who are always quick to stand up for him and trust him and believe in him will certainly be completely helpful and supportive. Yeah. I don't know what Jason's going to do because he's so out of his head right now. He might legit go home or just say I have no opinion on this and go cry in his room but I think Gar and, and Rachel will be in the same honest side as usual unless Gar is yeah. you know being possessed or mind controlled Um, and Corey will have his back because why would she well like I was saying not? I think that if Joey is in fact uh, um, possessing um possessing Gar, then I think that the reason he would leave those things for the other folks in the house is because he'd like to remind them that there's blame to spread around. I don't think even if you were to ask Ghost Joey if he thinks that, like, that, you know, that the sole person to blame for his death was Dick, that he would say that. <laughs> right. And I'm pretty sure he didn't really like his dad like that, because if they do it like in the books... The reason he had that scar on his throat was because of his dad and something his dad did. So I'm pretty sure he didn't like him anyway. So you perfectly understand that it's very likely his dad did something to these people. And that's why. Yeah. They were good information. I mean, everybody in the world is not as dumb as those birds living in that house. <laughs> like, so. You know, it's it's one of those things where you can't do stuff to people and hurt their friends and hurt their loved ones and hurt their family members and be out killing people and then be like, I'm shocked that someone would take such umbrage yeah. that they might go looking for someone in my life. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's about it. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to tell these people. Um, I'm really hoping that they... There's some apology that's going around from everyone and not just one person because it's just obnoxious yeah. to me. And I don't want to see it. So, 
I would love to see some people apologize to Rose because wow, can't believe no one did. Uh, love to see some people apologize to Dick. Would also love to see some people apologize to Jason. See some people apologize to God too. Yes. Good grief. Um. <laughs> Someone can apologize to Joey's ghost, and nobody can apologize to Deathstroke. Deathstroke. And on that note, <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, guys.